Welcome back to the Wrong Advice Podcast. I'm your host, John Picciuto, and I'm coming at you today with a bit of a solo episode. I uh, had this week's episode locked and loaded and ready to record, um, but unfortunately with some scheduling changes and some uh, miscommunications, the guest uh, that I had on for this week fell through. But I thought it presented itself a pretty good opportunity for me to have my happy but discontent episode. The last year has been an incredible journey for me. I've uh, been fulfilled in ways that I didn't know possible. I've been happier than I think I've been in quite some time. And my internal and personal growth has, for lack of a better term, been off the charts. That being said, I still find myself discontent. I am happier than I've been in years. I am more fulfilled than I have been in years. I'm doing everything that I could possibly do to fill up my days and my time with activities that are literally lighting my soul on fire, but I still feel like I'm missing something. It's a very, very odd feeling to be living your dream. And for all intents and purposes, that's what I'm doing. Uh, I'm booking photo shoots, I'm working concerts, I'm recording this podcast. Um, And it is all, both of those things are what make me happy. I mean, at the end of the day, they are the things that I want to do for the rest of my life. Now, there is the obvious coupling of the two things that make me happiest on earth and monetary considerations. Now, I kind of had expected that this year would be not as good as years past. I mean, for, for, for argument's sake, 2020 was the best financial year of my life and 2021 will be probably the least successful financial year of my life. And that's just in terms of, you know, monetary income, um, but that being said, is is that possibly the thing that is causing distractions? Is it the scrolling on Instagram to seeing watches that I don't want to buy for myself anymore or nice cars that I can't or don't want anymore? I mean, it's a conscious uncoupling of what my past was and what my future is. I think that's an important context for the feelings of discontent that I have because it is namely centered around living a life that I never saw coming for myself. I'm never imagined being in a position where I am more fulfilled and happy than I have been ever. And yet somehow something is still missing. Um, I, I joke that I've somehow become a master of none, uh, you know, the, uh, Aziz Ansari, um, show on Netflix, um, because there's so many things that I can do now that I, I never thought possible, whether it's, you know, photography or this podcast or videography or whatever it is that I'm, you know, still learning all these new things. Um, but I'm a master of none that's still searching for it all, right? Like I'm still, trying to find my way in this new creative life that I haven't really figured it out yet. And I think in a lot of ways, that's okay. I think that any sort of change in life, any sort of journey that you 
go on, it's not an immediate, I mean, I'm sure for some people it's an immediate thing, but for, for most of us out there that make drastic career changes or drastic life alterations, it's not an immediate shift. You don't pick up a camera and then you're shooting the cover of Vogue or, you know, profiling some band for Rolling Stone. Um, and if a year ago you had told me that I'd be sitting in, in my apartment and, you know, with the next couple weeks of concerts that I'm shooting and, and profiles that I'm working on for, uh, you know, a magazine, I would have been like over the moon. And yet somehow, some way, it still doesn't feel like quite enough. And I would love to get to the bottom of those feelings in this episode. Most valuable lesson that I've learned over the last year is that happiness far exceeds any sort of monetary implications. And I say that with the caveat that obviously you need to do the things that pay your bills so you can live and eat and have a place to, you know, roof over your head, etc. But the sacrifice that I made from a monetary perspective has somehow led to a existence from a happiness perspective that I didn't think necessarily was possible. And the are you happy question is something that I've never really asked myself. You know, in my 20s, in my early 30s, I never stopped to say, hey, are these things making you happy? I was just, this is such an unfortunate acronym, but I was YOLO. I was just do whatever you want to do whenever you want to do it because life is short and you only get one life to live. So you might as well live it up. And I still believe that. I still live my life that way. I mean, I'm going to die someday. You're going to die someday. And when it comes to the moment before I pass, I don't want to think, oh, cool, I died with $19 million in the bank. Like, great. I'd rather have $19 in the bank and have lived an extremely full and uh, fulfilling life. Um, And I think that's why it's one of the first questions that I ask, because if you're not happy today... And it doesn't matter at what stage in your life you're at, like it's totally okay to be unfulfilled in something that you're doing with work, uh, with a relationship, whatever it might be. But if you can recognize the fact that you aren't happy today, you can start putting, you know, future plans in place that can mitigate that current unhappiness because there is no guarantee for tomorrow. I mean, there is just a constant reminder on the news on a daily basis of just how short and fragile life is. And I think we don't do a good enough job of living our lives that way. I think for the most part, we live for we, we live for some future date in mind that for some future event, you know, whether it's high school graduation or college graduation or a marriage or a baby or whatever it might be. And we don't stop to smell the roses and we don't stop to look at what's going on now today and ask ourselves if we're happy. One of the other questions I I typically ask people is what are they proud of? Like, what have you done to date that makes you happy? Like, what is something that you've done that you can look back on and be like, wow, I'm super super impressed and super proud that I did that. And I never really stopped to answer that question for myself. And the more I ask that question on the podcast, and the more I have conversations with people about life, the more I realize that I think I don't give myself enough credit. And I'm sure I'm not alone in that experience. 
I've done some pretty cool shit in my life. I've done some borderline impressive things with whatever I'm, you know, looking at, whether it's photography, whether it's being um, written, you know, something that got posted with a, a publisher and online and stuff. Like, there are so many cool things that I've done that I don't think I stop and give myself enough credit for. Um, I think I look at all of the things that I've done in my life that could be, you know, bucket list items or cool things that someone has done and been like, yeah, that's cool, but, right? I look at back at my time as a writer um, for places like Elite Daily and I think, yeah, that was cool, but, and I don't give myself enough credit for the cool factor. I don't give myself enough, um, you know, time to look at that and be like proud of what I accomplished. I look at everything in my life as something that I did with the caveat of but. And that is something that I've been spending a lot of time in the last year working on. Because if you can't take a win and like fully appreciate it and be fulfilled by accomplishing a goal or just accomplishing something in general, you're never going to be satisfied. And that are you happy question is something that you're never going to be able to answer because you don't give yourself enough opportunity to be fulfilled. And I was extremely guilty of that. I very much lived my life at the where am I going to be in a year from now or five years from now mindset. I spent thousands of dollars trying to impress people. I've bought copious amounts of fucking shoes and jackets and watches and things that I don't even really care about anymore. I mean, sneakers I do, but that's a different story. But my point is, there are a plethora of reasons why I hit that sort of midlife crisis, you know, point in my life last year. It was a pandemic. It was unemployment. It was what the fuck am I going to do for the rest of my life? It felt like I had been going and going and going like the Energizer Bunny and someone pulled the battery out of my back and I was like, fuck, what do I do now? And I think that what now conversation is something that we don't talk nearly enough about. And what I mean is the what now moment in your life, you reach a certain level of financial freedom, you get a dream job, you meet the love of your life. There are a number of things that could be considered the what now moment. And then what do you do with it? What do you do when you get your free, your, your dream job? What do you do when you, when the book you've been working on gets signed by a publisher? What do you do when your band gets signed? You know, what do you do when you sell an NFT for thousands of dollars that you thought no one would ever want? Like, what now? And it's such a weird and funny experience to reach your what now. Because I'm sort of in the midst of it now. I'm in the what now sentiment, sentimentality sort of point in my life where I've, I've done things in the last year from a podcast perspective from a photography perspective that I could have never dreamed possible. And that is such a cool thing, right? It is a immensely freeing feeling to do the thing that you love or things that you love and be rewarded for it. But then it's like the what now? What do I do now? And that is where the happy and discontent, you know, title of this episode comes from. 
because I've I've done things in the last year that I'm immensely proud of, and I can recognize that now because I've done the work to look back on the thing that I've done that I'm, over the last year and been like, wow, that's really cool. I'm really proud of the the work that I put into creating these things. I'm really proud on the growth that I've had internally, and I look back and I'm proud. It's no longer a question of whether I should or shouldn't be, and there's no longer uh, that mindset of, but what? So I'm proud of the last year, but I'm also discontent because while I'm happy, while I'm fulfilled, there's still so much more left for me to accomplish. There's so much more I want to do with photography. There's so much more I want to do with this podcast. There's so many more people I want to talk with. There's so much more I want to do. And that's okay. I think the the reason why I get sidetracked or, you know, I I attempt to self self sabotage Jesus Christ, John, spit it out. Self-sabotage my happiness is because I look at what everyone else is doing online, whether it's Instagram, whether it's Twitter, and I compare myself to other people. And that is the most toxic thing anyone can do. And I do it on a daily basis. I do it for hours per day. I'm scrolling on Instagram for with photographers that I follow and I'm like, fuck, that's such a beautiful image. Oh, I wish I could make that image or fuck, that is such a cool concept for a shoot. Why couldn't I come up with that? Or man, they've got 50,000 Instagram followers and I've got 1,200. Like, I'm, I'm a failure, right? It's so easy to look at what other people are doing in your space and feel like you're inadequate and compare yourself. And the thing that I've learned in the last year is that if you start conceptualizing your journey as a chapter, right? Like I just finished chapter one. I just finished the very first 30 pages of my journey in this stage of my life. And I'm expecting that I should have successes like I'm at the end of the book, And that's crazy. And the only reason that is, is because I bombard myself and I constantly remind myself on a, on a daily basis that I'm not good enough when I know that I am. And there's this duality between happiness and discontentment that I struggle with. I am constantly inspired to make work. I'm constantly inspired to do this podcast. And there are plenty of days where I look at my work and I look at my podcast and I look at the likes that I get or the amount of people who are listening to my podcast and I think, motherfucker, what is the point in all this? What is the point? And that's because I'm comparing my chapter with one with somebody else's chapter 20. And I think if I do a better job on a daily basis of reminding myself of where I was a year ago, And it was in a good place. I was very depressed. I was super anxious. I felt like the biggest failure I could have ever possibly felt in my entire life. And it felt like, what the fuck do I do now? And if I compare myself today to that John a year ago, man, I thank my lucky stars for everything that's transpired over this last year. And I think it's just so easy to be constantly reminded about the negative in life. It's so easy to get down on yourself and just admire yourself in, in, in negativity because choosing positivity is harder. Like it's harder to be positive when, you know, okay, this week I made like a thousand bucks, right? That's okay. That's not great. But like, 
in years past, I would be making a lot more than that. And then you start thinking, well, I made a huge mistake. I need to go back and make more money so I can blah, 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 blah. And then boom, you're right back in that self-fulfillment of doubt and despair. And it's just the wrong way to look at things. And I've spent a lot of time in the last year doing a lot of growth, right? Like I've really focused on putting practices in place that make me happy. So the podcast, photography, I started doing meditation every morning and every night before I go to bed. I'm sleeping better now because I think I've hacked, you know, quieting my mind and going to bed. I mean, I'm still up late, but it is different because when I want to go to sleep, I spend my 10 minutes doing a little dumb meditation and boom, it works. I fall asleep. I've quieted my mind. And I think when you start looking at life at uh, a more, you know, a more focused level, it's easier to like let things go and allow yourself for further growth. So while I've spent a lot of time in the last year constantly comparing myself to other people, I've also done a great job of making myself a better version of myself. Man, that was so fucking meta. Christ. 25-year-old John would be laughing hysterically at this podcast right now if that that is for sure. Anyway, <laughs> I think what the the funny thing about my podcast and my photography career is that I spent a lot of time asking a lot of people a lot of questions and I never sat down to ask myself those questions. And I think the 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 funny thing about that is is I'm so interested in learning about other people's journeys and other people's lives and I maybe ignored myself for a while. I think I spent a significant portion of my life worrying about what other people thought and less if I was happy. And I've often said that my biggest fear is dying and like there's no question that I think that remains, but I think there is an added caveat to that, that my biggest fear is dying feeling unfulfilled, right? Like feeling like I haven't accomplished the things that I'm now set out and I'm focusing on accomplishing. And that's both a terrifying and freeing feeling. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all going to die. And I think that if we can realize that there's an immense amount of fragility in life that we can start filling our time up with people, places, things, activities that make us happy, right? I think the, the, the greatest analogy I can give is I've hopped off the hamster wheel for the first time in my life and it feels pretty good, right? And now I've afforded myself that opportunity through hard work and years of grinding and and whatnot. But That's not to say that I'm not sacrificing a lot right now to make my dreams come true. And I'm taking a calculated risk. I'm betting on myself in a way that I never would have done 10 years ago, five years ago, two years ago. And I think that if the pandemic has taught us anything, it's that there's there's no guarantees. There is no promise of anything. You can get laid off for a financial decision because your company wants to improve profitability. You can get sick. You can die. Life is short. And I think that when I started realizing that I'm just a cog in the wheel, I'm never going to be the wheel, that I can start filling my fucking life up with the things that I want to do. It's given me a great amount of confidence in myself in ways that I, I didn't, you know, necessarily consider earlier in life, right? Like, I have always been irrationally confident for whatever reason. But 
just in the last year, I've become more comfortable with myself as a human being and in my own skin than I could have possibly ever, ever been. And that's with the the understanding that my life is in a completely different place from every person that I'm, you know, in my age group or my friend group. Um, I'm completely different uh, in terms of my day-to-day activities than anyone in my family, my friend group, etc. And I think that's great. And I think it's also something that's like terrifying. It's like, well, okay, you know, I'm, I'm leading a different path and it's my path. And I think if you can make conscious decisions with your time in your life to be able to go ahead and move forward with something that you want to do, it can lead to an infinite level of happiness that um, I didn't know was truly possible. I think the funniest question that I get is, How'd you start your podcast? How'd you get into photography? And I get asked those questions a lot because for some reason or another, people don't think they have the ability to do them, right? Like I joke a lot on this podcast, like how did I start a podcast? I bought a podcast recorder and a microphone, well, two microphones, and I started recording it. Um, How did I start photography? Well, I, I... unbeknownst to me, I guess as a child, I was always super into photography, but additionally, I bought a camera. And it's like we build up these barriers in our mind that will not allow ourselves to take chances or to go after things that we want to do. Like if you want to be a cook and start a YouTube cooking channel, you don't need anything other than a kitchen and some food and a camera. You could do it with your iPhone right? Like if you want to start making music, like learn to play the piano, buy a guitar, like the barrier to entry to do pretty much anything in 2021 is very low. I mean, financial constraints to the side, you can pretty much do or learn anything that you want in life. And it's an incredibly cool time to be alive in that regard. Like you have at your disposal an infinite source of knowledge, whether it's YouTube videos or books or Instagram accounts or Twitter, whatever it might be, you can learn and do anything you want. And that's why I always laugh when I get asked that question. Well, you know, I learned a lot. I read a lot of books. I watched a lot of YouTube videos. I watched a ton of documentaries. I learned about people that inspired me and learned how they did it. And it's not that hard. It's very funny because I would have never imagined I'd be doing the things that I'm doing in my life now. And I'm grateful for it. And one of the reoccurring themes on my podcast is, could 25-year-old or 20-year-old John have been doing these things, right? Like, did it take a life's worth of lessons to get me to this point today to uncover my passions for this podcast and for photography, And I often think that it's not possible. I've had differing opinions from some of my guests about whether it is or isn't, but I think more or less the the fundamental feeling for me is that it's not possible. I couldn't have learned what I've learned in the last five years at 25 to 30. I think I was too immature. I didn't have the the bandwidth to kind of learn those lessons. But from 30 to 35, I did. Like I did have the ability to learn these new tools that I'm using to build my life. And that's to say that you can do the same thing. Like there is inherently one thing stopping any person from doing something and that's more or less themselves and more or less 
you are your own worst enemy. And if you can recognize that, then great. You can have the ability to like do some really cool shit with the rest of your life. And if not, maybe it'll take you another five-year period to figure out how to get there and, and how to do that. One of the other things that I kind of couple with um, question-wise with my podcast and, and really facilitates into the the notion of this podcast episode being happy and discontent is like, what's your biggest dream? What is the one thing that if you can do for a job or a trip or whatever, what is like one thing that you're just like dying to do? And for a long time, I didn't have an answer to that question. I didn't have a biggest dream. I didn't, I didn't dream at all, really. Like I just was like very, very content living my day-to-day life as it was. I was very content um, going through the motions and just filling up my time with friends and family and, and all the mundane bullshit that made me happy at that time. I never looked forward. I did a very good job of looking backward and not a really good job of focusing on what was happening to me. But with the benefit of the last year, I have a greatest dream. I have a biggest dream. I have learned to set realistic and unrealistic expectations and goals for myself. And I've been kicking around before this episode whether I would drop this or not and like really dive into what my dreams are with both my career and my life. And I'm not going to do it today. But what I will do is I will say that for for the most of my 20s, I, I lived without regret. I think I lived without, you know, forceful consequences. I lived without focusing on what could go wrong or really f- tried to live with that YOLO mentality of I can fill up my time doing things that more or less are fun and that'll make me happy. And I learned that that wasn't the case. But I wouldn't have learned that without having spent a number of years doing those things. And that is not a regret for me. That is a tremendous lesson. So when I look at what I want from the rest of my life, when I look at the things that I want to fill up with my time, I know what they are and I'm extremely focused on what those things are. Because for the first time in my life, I have dreams that I think are actually tangible and actually attainable. And I have some built-in self-confidence and self-irrational feeling that I'm going to achieve them. And it's not an everyday thing because believe me, self-doubt, imposter syndrome wreak havoc on me daily. Um, I'm constantly sending photographs to friends and photographer friends and asking them if they think they're good um, because I'm just inherently not there's something in me that doesn't allow me to believe that my work is any good. And other days, I believe it's the best shit since the first photograph ever taken, which I know isn't true. So the funny thing is, is that I've now built in a mechanism that we'll call it like dream planning, right? Like I've put these ideas, these, these goals uh, pen to paper, and I look at them every day. And I look at how I'm going to get to that place. Like, what am I going to do to achieve goal one, goal two, goal three? And there's very small incremental steps to all of them. And then there's huge monumental uh, leaps that I have to take to get there. And I'm sort of in the middle, right? I'm in the midst of of my dreams coming true. It's such a weird thing to say because like my dreams when I was younger was to have a hundred million dollars in the bank and not what they are today. 
right? Like they used to be so monetarily focused and now they're filled with other less less monetarily fulfilling, but less, you know, more soul enriching dreams. And it's pretty funny because I, I would never have imagined that for myself at a younger age. So I've reached the point where like I'm taking these incremental and sometimes large steps towards achieving my goals and my dreams. And it feels surreal. Like it feels like I'm both simultaneously setting the world on fire and also getting fucking nowhere and stuck in quicksand. And I think that is ultimately the, the way to live life. Like I think this happy but discontent feeling that I'm mired in on a daily and weekly basis is pretty good. Because at the end of the day, I wake up happy, I go to bed happy, and that unfulfilled discontentment that I have about the things that I'm doing is only going to make me work harder and drive harder and really, you know, give me the motivation to be successful. That was uh, an interesting uh, little rant that I went on for about a half an hour there. Um, I hope it wasn't as disjointed as it felt while recording, but I will say that um, I'm going to start doing some more of these solo episodes, and obviously they'll be sprinkled in with many more in, uh, interviews with people. And episode 50 is going to drop uh, probably a week or so from now um, with my brother, and I think you'll really enjoy that episode. But um, I don't think I take enough time to say this, but if you're listening to this podcast, thank you so much. I really appreciate the support that I've gotten on this. Um, it's been truly one of the 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 joys of my life to start this podcast and keep doing it. And it's insane to me that I've reached 50 episodes and uh, hopefully you'll stick around for 50 more. Um, Have a great day and uh, I love you.